Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. This is E5 Bayo. Ah! Grab a seat, cop a squat, grab a chair. Oh, grab a blanket, grab a pillow, sit right here, get you something to drink, get you some juice, some water, some coffee, some tea, some milk for them babies. Get something. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. First of all, I want to thank everyone that gave me birthday shout-outs, birthday love, gifts, all of that. Thank you so much. Thank you. I sat in my house. I did. And the other day, you know, I'm learning. I'm learning uh, to ask people for help. My problem is, I don't have a problem with asking. The problem I have. Right. And I don't know if all of y'all have this problem, but the problem I have, if I ask you, hey, can you help me put up the curtains and you suck your teeth or you get an attitude or, you know, oh, oh my God, why you got to do it now? Well, you're free. I'm free. It's right here. I have it. Just can you put the curtains up? Oh, wait until next week. Wow. We right here. You're not doing nothing. You're sitting here eating. When you can finish eating, can you just hang the curtains up? Like, that's my issue, right? So tell me if I'm wrong, because I, I don't think I am. And you get an attitude. So now I'm like, if you don't want to do it, just say, yo, I don't want to do that. But see, this is where, in my family, I can't speak of nobody else's family. If you're not doing anything, you're sitting here. And I say, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you not even do you a favor? Hey, can you change your, that curtain right there? Right? Here's the curtain. Here's the rod. Here's the new curtains. Take it down. Put it up. Here's the chair. Okay. Right? Why do I have to wait until next week? If you don't want to do it, great. Say it. Yo, I don't want to hang your curtains. Okay. That's okay. But see, the problem is they're quick to say, why you got to do it now? Wait until next week. Because they get ready to ask you for something. See, they don't want to say no, and they're going to give you an attitude because they don't want to do it. But when it's time, hey, can you, oh, my God, can you get me this? I, I just asked you. Now, if I was to say, let me tell you, right? If I was to say, oh, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it to you next week. Oh, my God, I need it now. 
I needed my curtains hang. Oh, that's why you doing it? Because I ain't hang up your curtains? So now it becomes this big issue, right? Let me tell you. If nobody else don't say they're family toxic. I know mine is, right? Let me give you another scenario. This is what I learned over the weekend. This is why I threw my back out, right? Because I'm labeled as the black sheep, the person that's, oh, I'm so evil in my family. I'm the evilest one in my family. So these are the things what, why my family called me evil. First, can you hang my curtain? You're sitting here. You're not doing nothing. You're watching TV in my house. I'm sitting here. Can you hang this curtain up for me real quick? Oh, why can't you wait until next week? Why next week? We're right here. We're right here hanging up, right? Now, the next day, can you um, call me an Uber or can you pay for a cab or can you buy me this? Am I stupid, right? So in my head, I'm sitting there like, but didn't I ask you to hang up my curtain? Oh, that's why you don't want to do it because I hang up your curtain? Oh my God, you know what? People get money, they don't know how to act. How the fuck you jump over there? Like, no, for real. I can't make this up. Second scenario. I'm chilling with my son, right? We're going to Cheesecake Factory. Now, mind you, I came down Thursday, right? I came down Thursday. I'm chilling. I'm at a hotel because I don't believe in hanging with people no more, right? So, I'm at a hotel and, you know, every day I love Starbucks, right? I love Starbucks. So, this is the scenario. I can't make this up. Hey, you know, you going to Starbucks or no, I'm going past Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Now, if you don't have money, say that, right? Oh, I'll go myself. Um, are you want something from Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. Now, you're offering something and you're paying. Oh, well, you got to give me $20 when I get there. Star- Starbucks doesn't even cost $20. Are you serious? Well, what do you want? I want a tea with almond milk and sugar. Yeah, I- I'm going to bring you a muffin too. Okay. All right. So you're offering. Okay. Oh, well, you got to give me $20 to cover my stuff too. Now, this is real conversation. I can't make this shit up, right? <laughs> I was down there for five days. <laughs> this is why I'm labeled the evil one in my family, right? Make it make sense to me. So we're sitting in Cheesecake Factory, right? Uh, Thursday, so Friday, right? Friday. Because the next day I was, no, matter of fact, it was Wednesday. I mean, Thursday, so yeah, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Because I went to the bank, so it was Thursday, right? When I got down there, right? So I went... I had uh, see my godfather the next day. So it was some things I wanted, right? So I went to Old Navy to get a jacket because I didn't have a jacket. And I didn't know how the weather was down there. As you see, the weather up here is different. We don't coincide with the rest of the world, all right? We in, we in our own uh, atmosphere. We, we on a different planet. Utica, Oneida, we, we're all on a different planet. We ain't on the planet y'all are. Because it's sunny in some places, it's snowing here. So we, we in our own world. Anyway, so I didn't know how the weather was. I know how the weather's here. So I didn't know how the weather was down there. Four hours away, still in the same place, but still. Okay, so I go to Old Navy, get a jacket. Right. And then we go to 71st and Continental, get something to eat. And I said, well, I'm going to go to the mall and see. Right. So 
while I was eating, I was told I was the world's worst mother. <laughs> he said, don't get in your feelings. So you can tell me all of this. You can tell me how fucked up I am in life and all of that. Okay. So now we at the Cheesecake Factory because I'm going to go back to the hotel. There's no restaurants around there. So I was like, oh, I can get something and take it home with me. Take it to the hotel with me. So we're sitting there and he looks at me and goes, oh, by the way, um, all my stuff is gone in the story. So there's nothing you can do about it. Don't worry about it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, all y'all that's listening, um, I had, my cousin told me, cuz I can't give you money, right? When they sold my uncle's house. He said, I can't give you money. But what I can't give you is your history. So he gave me pictures of my father, my grandfather, my uncle, my aunt, my cousins. He gave me pictures of my grandmother and my grandfather when they were younger. He gave me my history. And I said, yo, this is the best gift you can give me. He gave when Pop was riding on the horse when he lived on the reservation because my grandfather's Indian. So here's the proof. Because you know how everybody said, oh, I got Indian in my family. Well, I got proof. Here you go. Bow. Right? Had everything. And when my father passed, they gave me a flag embroidered with my pops. I didn't even unfold it. That's how beautiful it was. With my father's name, birthday, and the day he died on there. And Angel gave me, uh, a, like he went and searched and found my father's record, right? When mash burned somewhere in my heart. And he had it framed. He said, here, so if anybody ever questioned, this, this is yours. So all these things I held, they were priceless to me. They were my history so I can pass down for future generations. So you know how when people go, oh, I got family in the South. I got family this. No, we got proof. This is who you are, right? So I was letting my son hold it so when I moved. Now, the only thing I didn't leave, but I totally forgot, my father had a practice pad because my father was a drummer. He had a practice pad that he had since he was 14. And he had his original drumsticks that he carried with him every day. He loved these drumsticks so much that he taped it, right, to, because he refused to go and buy a second pair. He taped it where it's full of tape. But the way he played, the way it, it sounded to him, I mean, people would give him drumsticks and he'd be like, yeah, man, and throw those aside. But he kept these originals, right? These originals. They done been through the fire with him. They are his drumsticks. And he used to always say, these drumsticks saved his life. So that's why he never threw them away. He taped them up if they broke. Whatever it was, my pops never threw these drumsticks away. Right? So my niece brought him a set of drumsticks. And that's the, that pair, the new pair, is what we cremated him with. We didn't cremate those drumsticks or the practice pad. So my son had said at one time, leave that. And I remember saying, nah, this goes with me wherever I go. But I just assumed I left it all, right? So when he told me, everything in me shattered. Because he equated, oh, you wasn't speaking to me. You got on the internet and said, you know, you don't fuck with me and you hope I die. Well, I said, you can kill yourself. When you were 16, you're 38. Now, I know what some of y'all say. Oh, my God, that's horrible for a mother to say. And I don't remember why, what happened in the conversation. Oh, but you should never say that. We shouldn't say a lot of things to our fucking kids. But we do at that moment, right? 
So get over it. I, I'm not sitting here making apologies or saying what was good or what was bad. In that time frame, that's what I might have told him. I could have said it in a joker way, but hey, however it traumatized him, that's it, right? So he used that to say, oh, well, you got on social media and you say you didn't fuck with me. Now, mind y'all, every so often we'll talk, right? Every so often, even after that, we would talk, okay? He hit me up or I hit him up. Hey, I was. he just told me about the drumming. He just told me how he got his bees. He sent the picture. I posted it. In that frame, he could have told me, even back then, hey, Ma, I'm losing my storage. Do you want to get your stuff or can you help me pay the bill? I would have moved heaven and hell to pay that, right? It's other instances that, hey, Ma, I, and I worked my ass off and made sure he had. Ladies and gentlemen, I stayed down there. I worked in Wicked Mojo every day. I made well over. I could have been paid for my abode, right? phone to all the Orisha. Because they even said they know my heart. I could have paid for my ball. I worked. Raven is perfect proof of this. But my son needed financial help. I was down there making 4000 in a whole month and a half. I left Atlanta with $75 in my pocket. This ain't to call him out. But I'm showing y'all how I'm the bad guy. Right? So, it... This is why I'm saying names, because you can even hit Raven up from Wicked Mojo. She has the receipts of how much money I was making in her shop, right? So, and anything, I didn't go in there. I didn't do no backdoor business. She held all the money, right? But this is not about Raven. So, whenever my son needed something, I was like, okay, here. So, I would break my neck to make sure any one of my kids had something, Right? They never ask me, hey, can my mother afford it? Can she get it? But I always get, this is what I get in the back of it. You manipulating people. All you're doing is sit, selling them a dream. Ma, can you pay my light bill? Ma, can you get me an Uber? Ma, can you, I don't have no money. Ma, there's nothing in my refrigerator. Ma, but I do it, right? And it just ain't, this, listen, I'm, I'm explaining my experience, right? Because maybe some mother or someone needs to hear this. And I want you to know, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything bad. Stop allowing people to call you the black sheep, the horrible one, the bad mother, and you you sacrificed and did everything. No, we don't need a badge because we laid down and had these kids. This is our job. This is what we're supposed to do as a parent. But we got some kids that will sit there and try to hold shit over your head or even family members and try to make you seem like you're the bad one. I ain't doing that shit no more. Like I told my brother this morning, I'm not carrying people's trauma no more. It's done. You don't have to like me. You don't have to talk to me. Move on, right? So anyway, we sitting there in the TK factory and I'm sitting there like, what? Oh, there's nothing you can say about this going. I said, why you didn't ask me? I would have paid it or I would have had someone go down there and get the stuff, whatever the case may be. Oh, well, you wasn't talking to me, you know, because all that happened with Janet. So you allowed me to lose my children, my grandchildren, our history. Oh, it's nothing that you can do. I refuse to ask you for anything. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> make it make sense, right? Make it make sense. See, this is where you have real conversations because everybody think because you're spiritual, you don't go through things. Everybody think that, oh, when you get crowned, your life is better. No. But you know how to deal with things. 
oh, uh, we, uh, somebody, somebody told, said, oh, cause she don't speak to her son. No one's going to come to her and be spiritual because spiritual people don't do that. Listen, I don't know about y'all. I ain't hiding shit. This is my life. And I get therapy. I do go to therapy. This is my life. I don't want you to think, okay, now that you're spiritual, that you don't go through things. Your family ain't going to send you through the ringer. Or even your friends or even your cousins or whoever, they're not going to send you through the ringer. No. You, you, it's up to you to put your life on the line. You can do that. But listen, I'm telling you this so you don't have to feel bad or you don't have to sit here and second guess. You don't have to hold other people's fucking traumas like it's yours and you ain't do nothing. Now, back to it. I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, that's fucked up. And now it's like, yo, you cut me, yo, don't believe. But you cut me. Don't believe. I don't care. Just don't believe. But I'm the world's worst mother. All right. Okay. Now. We're going to fast forward. <laughs> so I go over to my goddaughter's house because she was holding my stuff for three years, right? Three years. Now, mind you, another case scenario because I'm the bad one, right? And I'm not here to justify or nothing. But I'm going to tell you how people perceive you should not be your problem. So at one time, a friend of mine said, hey, I'll get your stuff and I'll drive it up there. Because I was dating this dude, oh, man, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have no dude do that for you because he might want to talk to you and stuff. People's insecurities, right? This is why I'm single now. So you're telling me don't allow a friend and all he wanted was gas money to bring my stuff up here um, because of your insecurities. And me saying, okay, you know, I, I don't want you to be insecure, so I won't do it. My stuff wound up sitting there for three years, three years. Because of someone's insecurity. Didn't have shit to do with me. I'm a grown fucking woman. If I know I'm I'm in a committed relationship, I'm in a committed relationship. I don't care. We're friends. But no other people's insecurities will have you bending over backwards. And then when I don't have insecurity, let me tell you, I'm not the person. I don't get jealous. I just move out the way. Because I don't have time to play these kid games, right? So, okay. So, this is where I'm the bad one. Now, three years ago, a friend of mine said, hey, you know, congratulations, you moved, wow. You know, hey, I would love to see your place, but you still got stuff down here. Yeah, yo, I'll drive it up. You come down, we can drive up together because I don't want to drive by myself. And you pack it up and stuff and I bring it up there. All you got to do is pay for gas. I will do that. Thanks. So, I'm telling him, hey, young, you know, uh, a good friend of mine, an ex, you know, he don't want anything. He's helping. He's, you know, c- congratulating me, looking out for me. So, oh, man, you know, I, I really don't want that, all of that. <laughs> so me being respectful, I decline. My stuff wind up sitting there for three years, ladies and gentlemen. Now, here it is. Young is home. He's doing his thing, right? I'm a strong believer. We don't need to talk every day on the phone. I make my living off the phone, so we don't. But if you could go weeks without talking to someone, then we're not in a relationship because I'm not going to chase you. Your name ain't money. That's the one. Two is anytime you get money, you become MIA. But I don't have a problem with pouring into you, but you don't pour into me. I don't need human suitcases, right? 
I'm looking out for you, but that shit ain't reciprocated. You done got paychecks and everything. You telling me how you hanging out, you going to malls and all of that, but you forget, damn, babes, do you need anything? Hey, babes, I'm going to cash app you this. So anything that didn't come. So let me help you help yourself. Go have a good life. Go have a good life. But now I'm labeled as, man, she's so fucking evil. She's heartless. Show me where the heartless is. Because it's all about me doing what you say. But when I ask a question or bring something up or show you that mirror, now all of a sudden I'm a heartless bitch. Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. This is all what I learned over the weekend, people. Let me tell you. Shit was just being, I don't know what's going on, but I'm so fucking grateful that it's being exposed that I am, I'm, I'm more than excited. Let me, let me explain to y'all. You don't understand how excited and how happy I am. You do not know. I am forever grateful. I don't know what's taking place, but everything is, it's like, oh, they, they trying to, let me open the curtain. Let me show you the full room. Cause you sitting outside. Let me come into the house here. Let me show you everything that's going on. Let me tell you, I was hurting my back, made everything just start coming into place. So whatever you may perceive as bad or horrible or whatever is a blessing in disguise. I learned this all over the weekend that I couldn't wait to share it with y'all. Trust me on this. Now, I tell my son, listen, you could have told me because he called me yesterday. I said, yo, you could have told me that it wasn't there. Well, I wasn't speaking to you, and I wasn't going to ask you for anything. So you allow my history to just go. Now, let us let me go backwards, right? <laughs> so after he told me that, the next day, my cousin asked me, what are, we, what are you doing? I said, hey, I'm going out to Far Rock and pack my stuff up. You want to come? He said, yeah. I said, I'll feed you. Okay. So we get there. And we're packing, we're throwing things away. And what do I find? My father's original pad and those drumsticks that he refused to let go. And I heard my father's clear as day saying, hope. There's always hope. So afterwards, I wanted to cry, but my, my cousin was sitting there and you know what I'm saying? But inside, man, I was so fucking happy and relieved because I thought I left that as well down there. I know the pictures are irreplaceable because they're the pictures of my grandfather and all of them. I know that flag, you know what I'm saying? We got it in South Carolina. They gave that to us from my pops. You know what I'm saying? And the people that... I, My father's death was so amazing to me. And it was like everybody that was from the other side was speaking. When my father was in the hospital and he was in hospice, they was trying to say he wouldn't make it for the weekend. I can't make this up. This doctor came to me. He said, listen... Every day, he said, I'm not your father's doctor. He said, but every day I would walk past this room and your father would stop me. And I would walk in there and he would tell me, because my father was a drummer, how he played and how Harlem. He said, I've never been to New York. But the way your father told me the stories, it was like I was there. He said, he told me of how black people, people of color 
couldn't play in certain places, how they would have to go and the church, Daddy Grace's church would feed the uh, magicians and all the things that they would throw away, they turned into a delicatessen and these women, these church women would feed them. Shirley Caesar, how all the people he played with and the places where he would play and how they would have to go through the back door instead of the front door. So all of this, I've heard these stories, so I already know. And now I have pictures of all of this. And so he said, I want to... They was doing a, a flush thing where over the weekend, they would constantly rotate nurses and everybody would be there and they would, they would literally save your goddamn life. Right? So he said, I would like for me, I would like to do that to your father because I don't feel he's ready to go. And I said, okay. And he did that. And my father was great. I tell you, I don't know this doctor from a hole in the wall. Right? But my father would talk to him. So... They even gave me things that I had in an envelope in there for them looking out for my pops. So all of this was receipts. So when I tell my grands and my great grands and they tell, they have the proof, right? To, and I was going to put it in a book. All that is gone now. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my son. But when I started packing... And I saw my father's practice pad. There was hope for me. There was hope that I may not get those items again. You know, I may not get that. But I got this drum set. I got this practice pad and these sticks. I got that part. And it's sitting on my ego altar. Because my pop's in them. Right? So my son goes and says, you know, uh, I'm just going through a lot. And I'm thinking like, okay, <laughs> karma. Okay. Right. For real. I ain't gonna lie. So he was like, yeah, I want a Misa. And I'm like, you don't want that player. You don't want that one. Not now. And he's like, oh, why? You think they're going to say something? You gave away their history. They made sure we got, you don't think they're not going to come through and tell you something. Oh, well, I made peace with it. You made peace with it because you did it from a place of anger. Now, even my, my god brother Malcolm would say this. If me and you were warring or angry, now you didn't do something that's gravy, unforgiving. You're my son. All you had to do is ask. Our history is in there. Of course I would have saved my history. You know me. I'm your mother. For you to take the side of a stranger, that's on you. That's some shit you got to deal with. But for you to sit and say... Oh, well, you're a horrible mother. You're this, you're that, you're this. Oh, and by the way, I lost all your stuff. So, you know, deal with it. But I'm the horrible one. Okay, I, I own that title. Thank you. But don't sit and tell half a story. Tell all the story. Don't, don't tell half. Do not tell half. Whatever you're going through, therapy works. Now, I might be the cause of it. And I might not be. Sometimes you can be so spoiled and you don't know what... Um, consequences are and because I've always jumped in to save my children. I've always been there to catch them before they fall. So they never really had to go through anything. Not the shit that we had to go through growing up. Hell no. Where we definitely live without lights, water, gas, all of that to go to the neighbor's house to wash up and not knowing. But my mom's made sure we stuck it out. Like 
What part? Okay. Oh, well, we lived in a shelter. Nigga, you was still getting a $35 haircut. Nigga, you was still wearing anything that was name brand. You didn't go through a shelter. You didn't feel that because I made sure y'all didn't. You still went on vacation. You still, you went away to camp. You was in Bear Mountain. Nigga, you, I made sure, yo, whatever great trip they was offering, we took advantage of it. You didn't go through anything. You still had money in your pocket. You went over to your grandmother's house because you know that they could give you even more, but I still match their energy, even till this day. So, no. But anyway, I sat there and I'm like, wow, are you serious? So it's going, right? But I'm still labeled as the black sheep. Now, my cousin, <clears throat> I want to be taken. We have a family group chat. I want to be taken out of the family group chat. Okay, I'm not here to ask why. I don't care. At this point, I don't care, right? So when you say you want to be removed from something, that means you're not being bothered, right? I don't, I, like I said, I don't wear people's trauma. I'm not, you're not going to put that on me at all. I'm not holding whatever shit you're going through. Go get help. So, oh, take me out because I don't feel no love. Okay. So me... Right? I'm going through all the text messages. Like, did someone say something to her? Did someone do anything that's wrong? Let me see. Right? Because if it is, then maybe we can all sit down on a Zoom or on a phone call and try to get to the bottom of it. Well, no one said anything out of pocket. No one said anything wrong. Now, we do live in a day and age where people have to work. People have responsibilities. People have children. They have families. They have loved ones. And all my cousins, they all, they have their own home. They have their children. You know what I'm saying? They have their own lives to deal with. They got their own shit to unpack. Like, and every once in a while, we'll all get in a group chat and we'll say, hey, we love you. Or we'll show people's accomplishment. This is what, none of our children are in there. These are all the sisters' kids, right? So... I'm like, okay. So my other cousin calls and goes, no, she's just feeling, you know, if you don't say her name or you don't acknowledge, I'm not doing that. He was like, oh, are you going to call her for what? Why am I calling her? Why? For what? What, what, what is calling her going to do? So my brother gets in and he shouts her name out. Now all of a sudden she's, she's back in. Oh, thank you. Oh my God. That's all I want is acknowledgement. Everybody else is not being acknowledged. So every time it's a group chat. So everyone's going to get it. So you're speaking in a group. Nobody's being singled out. Nobody, right? But when I say something, I'm the evil one. And I'm like looking at my brother and I'm like, do you see this shit? No one is being singled out. No one is saying, hey, I'm specifically saying good morning to this person. It's a group chat. When you say good morning, it goes for everybody. When you come in and say, hey, I love you, it goes for everybody. No one's being singled out. No one, no one is being singled out. Now, before you you got singled out, you really didn't say nothing. Now that you're getting singled out, you're in the group. Oh, can someone tell my mother Happy Easter? So my cousin gets on and goes, now this is where I'm the bad cheap again. My cousin gets on, oh, by the way, my mother's great. Wait, hold on, what did we miss? I'm going back to future Texas and like, is my aunt sick? No, 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 because, you know, my sister wanted uh, us to know that she had to shout. Listen. This is where shit get misinterpreted. And this is where y'all are putting whatever y'all going through on the rest of the group. That's not what this group is made for. The group is made for, believe it or not, so we can keep in contact with each other. 
Now, it's been over 30-something years. We all have phones. We all see each other on Facebook. Somebody could have been did this. See, communication works both ways. It's like a highway. Coming and going, right? It shouldn't just have to be barber kids that say, hey, we all should do a group chat. Nobody else thought of that? Like, nobody. I've created this group chat so everybody can start talking. But over 30 years, nobody thought of? I mean, because... Believe it or not, texting has always been a part of the phone, correct? Oh, okay. So, I'm like, nobody else thought of it. But this is also not where you're going to unleash whatever insecurities you got. This is a group. You know, my cousin Kim, she comes in and out. My cousin Pamela may say something and just schools out. Lisa's a nurse. So, she got patients. But she does make it her business to say, hey, I love y'all guys and all of that. She said, guys. So I just, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh my God, she called me a guy. Oh my goodness. I can't. I don't want to be in the group. I know you're talking to everybody. Like, are you serious? But I'm the evil one. And I'm sitting here like for this weekend, my back, threw my back out because, like I said, if you have an attitude and you want to wait until next week when we have the time, the material, everything is right here. Just say you don't want to do it. But then how can you say you don't want to do something? And you have the time, but you in the same mouth. Oh, can you do something for me? Oh, let's wait until next week. Oh my God, I need it now. But didn't we have, oh, when people get money. Now, that's the first thing people say now. Oh, when people get money, they act different. Oh my God. Let me tell y'all. I learned a valuable lesson with Nana. Nana had more money than train smoke. Nana never wore her money. Nana shopped at Brooke Brothers and all of that. And she used to always say, you don't flashy. Broke people flash. People of wealth do not flash. And they don't. I've met people that have servants, that have a kitchen staff. I just thought it was people over having fun. You know where I am. I'm a chick from the ghetto. I don't know all this shit, so I'm learning. Right? I remember when I first tasted a fish, I didn't even know what it was. I was like, oh, I never taste this. Oh, my God, this is good. Very buttery. Okay. I didn't know that shit was $75 a fucking fish. Like, what? Whoa, now I know what $75 fish tastes like. I seen what $3,000 panties look like. Like, okay. But I seen it going with someone. I was open to that world, and it is beautiful. It's like riding first class on the plane. Once you do it, you ain't you don't feel comfortable going back in coach. You're going to break your motherfucking neck to ride first class. The same way when you're on Amtrak. Do you know when you're on Amtrak and you're riding the business fucking seats? Baby, that's a whole new different vibe. You have a person that comes in, takes your order. You don't pay for it. You can give them a tip. They come in, they take your order. Do you want anything to eat, drink? Do you need some tea, some coffee? You want some water, some juice? What kind of juice do you want? You'll be sitting there like, huh? They carry your bags. You don't carry shit. The seats are very comfortable. They have a little table for you to go in your laptop. Or if you want to read, do you need a little blanket? You need a pillow? Like, they give you all of this, right? Now, you're paying for luxury because it ain't free. You're paying for that. So, if I ride regular coach, I pay 43, sometimes 36, sometimes 24. The highest is 53. I think the highest I ever paid in coach was $60, right? With tax and everything. You pay the ride in business, you're paying 249, 300, 600. And how I got into it, I always get insurance. 
Wherever I travel, I learned that from Nana. Wherever I travel, I always get insurance. Plane, train, wherever I travel, I get insurance for my ticket. Yes, it may cost a little $9, $10, $15 extra, but insurance works for you. So, I missed my train. And the guy said, you have insurance. I can put you in business class because um, coach is full. You don't have to pay anything. I'll put you in business class. That's how the first time I ever rode in business class. I did not know how to act, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't. I didn't know how to act. I did not. Now, I know I wasn't acting ghetto. Like, ah! No, no, no. I felt so comfortable. Oh, my goodness. I was ready to put my bags on. The guy said, no, no, no. Miss Floyd, we do this part. And I tipped him five. He said, thank you. And they got in there. Then the guy came to my seat and he said, what would you like to drink? I said, tea with cream and sugar. He said, okay. He said, cold, hot, hot. He said, okay. So he brought me the tea with the sugars, right? Left it on the tray. And so me, I'm like, okay, I know you're doing this. Let me tip you. So I gave him $10, right? He said, would you like some crackers, some chips, a, you know, a cake? Would you, pizza? I said, no, I don't eat pizza. So he brought me a brand muffin. Okay, because I left early in the morning. Then, so it's a four-hour drive, right, on the train. So he, he'll let you know, we're going to stop in Albany, and the trains are going to be refilled. The kitchen will be closed. So do you need anything, Miss Floyd? They call you by your name. They know your name. Miss Floyd, would you like another cup of tea? Yes, please. Thank you. So I went to tip him. He said, no, no, no. I said, okay. So... I got my tea. He said, and you want to charge your stuff now? Because when we get into Albany, the trains and everything, we're changing, you know, the, the, the cars out, right? And this train is not going to be changed, but the electricity will be off. So you want to charge it now? So sure. So I'm charging my phone and stuff, right? And um, he was being really nice because I didn't know. I really did not know. And he didn't do it loud. He says, is this your first time going business? I said, yes. I I've never done this. I'm normally in coach. He said, okay, so this is what we do. Whatever it is you want, I'm here to take care of you. Hi, by the way, my name is Victor. Hello, Mr. Victor. He said, thank you, Miss Floyd. He said, now, most people tip us afterwards. He said, but if you want to tip me now, that's great. He said, but I am here to make sure your trip is amazing. So if you need a pillow, a blanket, you need some water, whatever, I will check on you. If you want to charge, the restrooms are right there. And when I tell you the restrooms and the business class is not like coach. Uh, hell no. They got towels, all of that. Amazing. S smelling stuff for you to put on. Amazing. Amazing. I felt like I was in a whole new different train. Right? So... And he explained, you know, they carry your bags on, they carry them and walk them up to, because the red coats are right there. They walk them up to the Amtrak waiting area. And if you need information to get in a cab, an Uber, if you need something charged, if you need to purchase something, they will go and get it. Like their job is to make sure you ride in comfort. Whatever it is, they're going to make sure. How you doing? They'll tell you what hotels are available, how to get there. they give you little maps. The whole nine, right? So, and I told him, thank you. And I tipped him $20. I said, thank you, right? So, I mean, you know, I seen them handing $100 bills to homeboy. So, you know, listen, I'm still boiling on the budget. But I tipped him 20 and that was it. But it was amazing, amazing, right? Makes you not want to go back to coach, all right? So, 
But no one was flashing. Nobody was in there. Yeah, I got money. I'm over it. I'm this. Nobody. Everybody was quiet. You know, even the conversations on the phone was whisper. Now, when you in coach, yeah, girl, uh-huh, uh-uh, motherfuckers don't be knowing. Yeah, girl, fuck that. And who is there? Who's going to be there? What? We're going to turn up. Not in business. No, um, matter of fact, I'm writing and... I'll let you know. Matter of fact, I'll shoot you an email. Okay. It's very monotone, very low. No one's loud. None of that. And I was like, where the fuck am I? Is this Amtrak for real? Like, let me look outside, right? Is this, because that's business. So, okay. Totally different vibe. Totally different energy, right? So, my children, my family is quick to say, oh, she got money. Oh, she thinks she's better. Oh, I got paid for events. A nice chunk sum. I have got paid for people are saying, listen, you helped me. I want to bless you with something. So I'm forever grateful. So having money and not having money to me is the same. I'm grateful for everything. Hence why I love when I got initiated. And I told my son that last night. I said, when I got initiated and it was doing my job, Shango said something so beautiful, Cabo Sile, right? He said, do not ask your family for help. And do not help your family. I will help you. Right? Get serious. Frank Frank Bell was my over. He said he gave me a story, right? Because you know, sometimes I learn better through story. There was two men, and one of the brothers was very spiritual, but he was blessed. He was blessed. He didn't want for anything. He wasn't a king, but he was blessed. The Risha and them blessed him, right? And his brother saw what he had and he wanted it. And he was like, oh, well, what did you do? So the brother said, I walked through the door and, you know, I I got blessed, right? So the brother that was envious of him, he said, oh, you got to do is walk through the door? He said, yeah, but a lot, he didn't want to hear the rest. So he walked through the door and there was nothing on the other side. Now, when the blessed man walked through the door, everything was right there. So he was like, oh, he's corny, he's phony, he's lying, you know, and... He said, your family will never know. This is how Frank Bell explains this to me. Your family will never know the sacrifice and the love you have for this religion and the, the journey you went through. They'll never understand that sacrifice. What they only see is the money. He said, so no matter what, send them to your godparents, send them to someone else, but you don't help them. Why? Because if it doesn't work, they're going to sit there and say, oh, my God, I knew it. Oh, you phony. And if it do work, they'll never give you the credit. So don't help them. Send them somewhere else. And don't ask them for money. Don't ask them for anything. Talk to Shango. God will see that. He said, because he'll help you. When I tell you from that day forward, anything I ever want or anything that I needed, I can say He made sure I had it without a doubt, right? And I remember one time I was, my phone was going to get cut off. And I was thinking about asking my brother, Robert. I was going to call him and say, yo, you know, I just need $200 to pay my phone bill. Instead, I walked through Kings Park. I'll never forget. I walked through Kings Park. And um, I was sitting there and I was like, you know, I know you said don't ask my family, but I, I don't see where nothing is coming. <laughs> and um, bye-bye. I'm I'm sorry, you know. Um, people had owed me money and they didn't pay me. So, 
you know, my phone is going to be cut off and this is how I make my money. And the only other option is to call my brother. I tell you no lie. There was this girl that hit me up and said, I'm sorry it took so long. Here's your money that I owe you. And she sent it through PayPal. She sent close to $500. I ran and paid my cell phone. When I tell you, no lie. And each time, I saw I always give him love, right? Because his words didn't fall on deaf grounds. When I was having a conversation with my son, he was like, oh, you know, this is why I don't, I don't be, you're in it. I don't know why you're in it, but you, you have to have your heart in it. No matter what people done to me, and they have had this year, I still didn't give up on the belief, my faith, and the religion. I remember somebody asked me that. All the shit you went through, you done been called a nigga, they done took your money, they done lied to you, did all that. Why you didn't give up? Because I'm not looking at people. I, I see what they've done. I'm still here. I'm still here. So I'm not worried about people. People are followable. They'll love you today and five minutes later they'll hate you and talk about you like a dog. But the Orisha, the ego, spirit, they don't do that. That's why I tell people, when you want to complain, you want to vent, talk to your ego. Talk, talk, talk to your spirits. Because they're the only ones that's going to make something happen. Not these people. They're happy. 80% is happy that you're going through it and they not. The other 20 just needs an update so they can tell everybody else. I know you lying. So, uh, no. I don't need to vent at all. At all. Can't nobody sit and say, oh, uh, Ifa Abeo, she, she was talking about... No, no. Because, see, I already seen if somebody came to you and they told you, you done told me. I know everybody's business. Like, nah, that's okay. Mm -mm. I, I know who to talk to when I have issues. And if I'm on the ledge and it's something spiritual, I know who I can reach out to. I don't need to tell my business to everybody because everybody can't help you. Everybody just want to update or they want to hold something over you when they get upset. Especially if it's coming from a family member because they're going to believe it. Not knowing that, damn, maybe they lying. If they quick to tell them, tell me about them because they mad. Okay, but people love to hear the bad about you. Anyway, so once again, I'm the black chief because I called people on their bullshit. So my cousin, he writes back to the original. He writes, oh, everything is good with, with moms and all this. And I'm like, wait, what? Um, Why you didn't say that? Why you giving us half a story? Oh, because my sister, listen, I ain't got time for all of that. Y'all doing too much. Like, no, I'm not. But I'm labeled as the bad one. I'm labeled as the one that um, even my cousin's daughter. I'll tell you another incident where I'm labeled as the bad. My aunt passed away, right? So we got down there Thursday. We were staying. Everybody staying from Thursday to Monday or Tuesday. My cousin Lisa was the only one that left the following day. She stayed two days and then she left, right? Okay. Because the funeral was Saturday. She left Saturday. I mean, the funeral was Friday. We got down there Thursday. Friday was the funeral. And um, Saturday was Cheeky's funeral. Sunday, everybody was going to, you know, hang out at my brother's. Monday, I was leaving. Lisa and them left. Uh, Fatty was leaving the day before Sunday. That Sunday, Lisa left Saturday. Um, you know, and my cousin's daughter was leaving that Tuesday, right? So we all got down there Thursday, right? I went, ran to go get my nails done, get my face beat real quick. Got an Uber. We all came there. Okay, we all chipped in. We all helped out. So everybody had this 
rumor going around saying that one of my cousins sold everything out my aunt's house and dogged it out and all of that. So I'm a person because I already know how that feel. My family did that to me. So uh, I said, who went over to the house to see? Well, nobody went. Nobody heard his version. Nobody said anything to him. We just going by two people that are angry and talking bad about him. So we get in there. We in my brother's house, right? And my cousin's daughter is dogging my cousin out. Yeah, because when I see him, I'm going to curse him the fuck out because I know he dogged everything in my grandmother's house. Stop. Slow down. We'll take care of him. You mind your business. You the plus one. Sit down. Right? So we sitting in there because no one's saying nothing. Right? No one. Everybody's dogging out my cousin. Right? So now I'm feeling some kind of way, but I'm like, nobody went over there to see. Hold on. He by himself. He was living with his mama. He got to go back in that apartment by himself. You got kids. He got a family. He got a wife. This nigga's by himself. Did anybody check on him? So, mind you, everybody had access. They could have went over there, right? Nobody. So we in the car. He did. He didn't have money to help out, whatever. So he drove us around. I tried to offer him gas money. He said, no, cuz I got it. I said, okay. So we, he drove us around, drove us to the funeral, drove us to... um. The burial drove us, you know, so my cousin and them could see New York for the first time. So we just, we all over. Okay. Right? And he's not going off. But, like, he's okay. Then he's driving. Mind you, he has to go to work the next day. He's driving us to Far Rockaway, to Queens. And if you ever live out in Far Rockaway, you already know that commute is a motherfucker going through Five Town and just getting there. And then finding parking and the projects is beyond. Right? So, anyway, he did it. He didn't complain. He didn't curse. He didn't do none of that. Then he get over there. He's eating. Everybody's relaxing stuff. Now he got to drop us back off to Queens to go to Brooklyn. That's a lot of driving. But I commend him. Right? So... We get over, finally, right, to me and my cousin, I said, listen, my cousin Lisa brought up some sausages for my brother, man. We're going to take it over to man's house. You know what I'm saying? You get to say goodbye, you know, because Aunt Nolan were leaving. It was Super Bowl, so they all leaving, and, you know, I'm out, so we get to chill out one more time. Man's cooking, and we go over there, we chill, right? So here's my cousin's daughter, Right? Here's my cousin's daughter. You outside? Hello? Hi, you outside? Yes. Okay, I tell her. So, my cousin, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My cousin's daughter goes, well, no one is, no one is giving me, um... No one is giving me um, closure to my grandmother. I need to go out there and I need to get closure. So I said, why you didn't tell? You had ample enough time. Like, this boy got to get up. He got to go to work the next day, you know. So she's, oh, I need to go. So we get over there.
right? My cousin goes, nah, let her get closure. So I don't know about y'all, but closure to me is you're going in, maybe you'll take a few pictures and you'll be like, you know, I miss my grandmother, maybe cry, you know, grab something that you want to remember her by and let's go, right? Okay. I tell you no lie. We get in there. They pull out bags and go shopping like we are in the fucking mall. I'm already aggravated. I am pissed. So I'm sitting there. My cousin is like, nah, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Now, mind you, he lives there. Everything she's coming, he was like, yo, some of that stuff is my stuff. Like, yo, you know, you got to ask. I couldn't take it no more, y'all. I could not take it. I said, you know what? The fucking mall of Pat is closed. Let's go. Do you know she went and told everybody I was so horrible, I was so mean. Now, this is the same one, right, that she tells my brother and them because they let me know. You know, everybody witnessed what happened with my son and Janet and all us, my whole family. So my brothers and them go, listen, Daquan is coming. Y'all going to be in the same. I'm not arguing with my son. I, he's not my parent. I'm his parent. I'm not bringing this here. We're we here for a funeral. We know what our mother taught us. You put your shit aside. So here it is. My cousin's daughter. Oh, yeah. He going to curse his mother out. I don't know. You weren't raised with your mama. Your mama died. I don't know who the fuck you was raised around, but ain't no way in hell I'm allowed any child of mine to curse me out at all, right? But she's telling this to my brother and him. Oh, when he see her, he gonna curse her out. Oh my God, I can't wait. So I'm looking at her because my brother and him already told me what was up. I'm looking at her. My son walks in, right? He walks in and we already spoke on the phone. You know, hey, this is where the funeral is. You know, I'm not sure if you know Aunt Pat passed away and stuff. And he was like, no, I'll I meet you there. I was like, yo, we're going to be at Robert Earl's house. He was like, okay, I'll come through. Okay, right? Nowhere in the text, oh, when I see you, bitch, I'm going to hurt you or whatever. Because we ain't doing that, right? So here she is sitting there waiting. Her her kids, she's waiting. Because in her mind, I don't know what my son might have told her or whatever went down, right? Because I'm not there. He's supposed to come in to whoop my ass. Ladies and gentlemen. So she's sitting there waiting for this. My son walks in, Benicion Santo, and we just started talking. My cousin was like, oh, what do you say? He said, that's to greet him because she's crowned. He said, at the end of the day, that's my mother. So she got so aggravated, she sat on the couch because it didn't play out the way she did. So now, after all of this, and I said, yo, we not in the mall of Pat. Let's go. We got shit to do. I didn't come here and go shopping. So... And then I'm telling my brothers and them, y'all should have went over there because that boy didn't sell anything. Everything is right there. She goes to my brothers and them house. Oh, I can't stand her. Oh, my God. I hate her. She was this and she's so mean and she's this. So my brother said, hold on, stop. Even my cousin said, stop. You're wrong. But I'm labeled as the, the black sheep. So over this weekend, all of this unfolded. All of this came to play. All of this came out. Because, I, one, I didn't care. I'm just sharing with y'all what happened. Because most people have you thinking that you're the bad one. Most people would try to dog you out on social media and everywhere else. Most people would try to have you hold their trauma. I'm here to tell you, let that shit go. If you want to set up boundaries, great. That's on you. God bless you. But you don't have to sit here and allow people to call you a bad mother, a bad family member, a bad friend. None of that in a bad relationship. No, no more. We're not doing that no more. What we're doing is living our fucking life. 
living our life the way we see fit. As long as you're not hurting nobody, go and live your fucking life. People are going to talk about you and the greatest ones are going to come from people that's your own family or your blood or that you've known for years because you stop allowing them to use you or make you feel like you are at their beck and call. No, fuck no. Go live your life. Go live your life. I can be called everything because you know why? What people eat don't make me shit. But no one can tell me that God is not real, the Orisha not real, and Egon don't watch out for you. Because once that curtain is moved, you don't have to go and sit there and be like, oh, y'all fucked up. No. You live by experience. Now, yeah, it might be times where you might be the bad guy for real. Own it. Be accountable. Apologize when you feel it. And go and do right and go and live your life. But don't hold it. Don't sit there and hold people captive. Or don't put your trauma on other people. We weren't there. We didn't do it. Blame your parents. Blame somebody else. Blame yourself. Take accountability for your shit. But don't show up when you feel, oh, they got something to give you. Now they the greatest. But when they start saying that word, no, that's a complete sentence. Now you ain't shit. You don't, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be bothered. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No. Don't do that. Because now I'm going to look at you like you're the problem, not them. That's why I don't go by what people say. Oh, I don't fuck with them. You don't fuck with them. That's your experience. They, I ain't had that experience. That's not me. No, no, no. But when 90,000 people tell you and you see it, don't feel bad if they do the same to you. Okay, you were warned. That's great. In some instances, it happened. Sometimes it don't. But call people on their shit. Yo, you wrong. No, you don't have to publicly embarrass them. You tell them, yo, you're wrong. You, well, how does that make sense? How can you go somewhere and go shopping when you had ample enough time? Why are you waiting now? Why are you, now all of a sudden, you're going to call them and they just lo- lost their history? Why is it now, oh, I don't want to be bothered because no one's showing you attention? But when you call that out and you're not embarrassing them, you're saying, hey, you know you're wrong for that. Now you're the bad one. You're the, you're the black sheep. This is why nobody don't fuck with me. No, you don't fuck with me because your intentions and your methods are wrong. They're wrong. And as you see, I don't need to be this way online and this way off. And you know, that's quick. My family's quick. But, oh, your little show or your little followers. I bust my ass. I bust my ass. But all I'm doing is telling them my life experience. Am I wrong? To some, but to some, no. Oh, well, why are you sharing that? So somebody else don't have to be a victim and don't have to sit there under some shit knowing, yo, I didn't do nothing wrong. I, this time I'm right. So don't do it. I love you. Catch me tonight.